Hello, 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 and welcome to the 48th episode of the Crack Die Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Sean, and whew, what can I say but business on this episode is about to pick up. So episode 48 really feels kind of like a turning point for me running this game and running this story. I think things really start to mesh and come together here. This episode is just a lot of fun and I can't wait for you all to hear it. However, before we go to the table, exciting, exciting, exciting news. So exciting, I had to say it three times. This Saturday, August 29th, 2020, we start a new adventure path live on Twitch, and I cannot tell you how excited I am about it. New GM, new players, new everything, new graphics, new look, new title, new everything. Again, I am super excited about it. The GM will be our very own Matt, who plays Twin Talon on this very show. Haya who plays Brianna, will be a player. We have two new cast members, Pete and Brent. They're making new characters. And the fourth is yours truly. I'm going to get to play some Pathfinder, and I am excited. I can't tell you how incredibly excited I am about it. If you haven't been to any of our social media, what are you doing? Head over there. Take a look. We revealed the name. Beautiful music. Beautiful graphics. Once again, this Saturday, August 29th, 2020 at 1 p.m., twitch.tv slash thecrackdie. Head over there, take a look, see what's going on, let us know. You, yes, you listeners, will be able to influence the game. I've said too much already. I can't go into any more. Okay, I've said enough. I've taken enough of your time. Let's go to the table. Let's see what happens. Again, I really feel like business picks up for the characters in this episode. Let's go. Welcome to the 48th episode of the Cracked Die podcast. We're back. Something pithy to say about the number 48. <laughs> it is two times the number 24. <laughs> two more to sure. 50? Yes, two more to 50 and then four more to 52. Double Keeper Sutherland. But then we have, and then one more to 53. <laughs> I don't know. It's tradition at this point. I guess. I guess. Before we jump into the game, I would like to say that I have messed up something else with the rules. <laughs> You're all shocked. I can tell. Is a hands for who's surprised. <laughs> Oops. If you can all please... Turn to your hymnals on page 238 of the core Pathfinder 2E rulebook. There is a thing there about a skill called recall knowledge. Now, we started pulling, we started playing this, we were doing it right, and then we switched to doing it wrong, and now we're going to switch to doing it right. Recall knowledge is untrained. So if you are not trained in that whatever, magic, arcana, occultism, you can still make the check. The difficulty is what you can get out of it. So if you're untrained, you're going to get less of an answer than you would if you were trained. 
Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. I just as much as I was, anything you say makes sense. Right. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Actually, okay. I'd argue that's surprisingly uh, clear for something that you would say. It's because he's reading it verbatim out of a book. I am. I was reading right out of the core book. <laughs> that's the other thing I'm surprised about. You know him so well. <laughs> and besides, this is a family show. No verbatim while we're playing. <laughs> He's a master verbatim, really. <sighs> Gross. <laughs> Previously on the Cracked Die podcast. Our heroes met and dealt with Gerhard Pentergast. After looting his items, they discovered a map which was marked with a cave that was going to be destroyed. Our heroes adventured along the path to find out what was in there. As our heroes arrived, they discovered another person. Who is he? What is he doing? And will our heroes prevent an explosion? Find out the answers to these questions and more on this episode of the Cracked Die Podcast. You all approach a cave system and you see some lines leading out of it connected to a plunger and a man dressed in greens and leather not like that. Leather armor. Leather armor. Damn it. Sorry. Sorry. Is it a toilet plunger? It is not a toilet plunger. I'm sorry, <laughs> Anwar. I'm dashing. We know that was the big cliffhanger. The big cliffhanger. It, so, is, it is not a toilet plunger. That wasn't me asking the question. That was Rich. I know we look very similar. No, no, uh, no. I know, but you asked at the end of the last episode. Is he wearing overalls and a, uh, a green hat to go with his green... Uh, no, he looks very similar to this gentleman. Uh, he does not have a blunderbuss, and his hair is not blonde, nor does he have a mustache. But he looks strikingly looks nothing familiar. like him. No, he, the facial structure. He looks exactly the same, except for all of the details. They are different. <laughs> so we did say this gentleman. His hair, rather than being blonde, is uh, a bit more red. He doesn't have the handlebar mustache, but he has a very long, braided, red as the morning sun beard to about his belly. Are you trying to put yourself into the game shop? No, I already did with Gerhard. <laughs> Gerhard looks oh. a lot like me, except skinny. And uh, you, Gerhard doesn't have a beard. No, Gerhard doesn't have a beard. He does have the mustache. So but in other this... words, he looks nothing like you. But this, yeah, <laughs> but this you can tell is obviously Gerhard's brother. Can you tell us his brother's name, or just that his brother is here. It was in his just journal, his so right? yeah, I it. think so. I think you guys learned it, and if I was a good GM, I'd have it written down somewhere. So we don't have it anywhere, do we? Correct. So you you see him, and he's standing above the plunger with his hands on it. Ready to push down. He's. Do we want to try to talk to him? Sure. Oh, how many times have we leveled up since last game? It feels like you're still level seven. Uh, what? No. Six. You're still level six. Okay, I'm level six. I mean, I'll level up. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, you're level six. There's his name, Erhard. E R H A R. Freaking kidding me. Erhard and Gerhard. Okay, let's just kill him. (laughs) 
Airhard Pentergast, as you they see. They may as well have just named them Gilderoy and Lockhart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so true, oh my god. All right, he's about to push down on the plunger. Okay, All right. Brianna will step forward and say, stop, stop what you're doing. Hello, as he spins around. Raising an And eye. that's Quintalan will put the mustache on. <laughs> Sir, that is a remarkable mustache. My brother has one exactly like it. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> is this how these guys talk? I think it's how they talk, right? <laughs> I think somebody's got to roll a deception. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, go ahead. And... Go ahead. Uh, 24. 24. Let's see how good this guy's perception is. What the crap? But what are you rolling no, to? No, it's his DC. It's his um, perception oh, DC. Oh, versus his DC, yes. Yeah. So it's 10 plus the modifier. Yes. Which is not. If it's 17. Okay, so he rolled either a 17 and added a 19, or he rolled a 19 and added a 17. Either way, 24. Either way. No. Either way, 24. that's stupid. <laughs> He looks at you, raising a, a cocking an eyebrow. I, He's like level 10? I, I, what are you doing here? Did my brother send you to assist? Uh, actually. Yes, yes, clearly. He sent I us. actually asked to have the honor of uh, being the one to push the plunger. Oh. Brianna will step back because she can't lie and will, but she will look the other way and look at the trees and, ooh, the birds. Soraya will, will step forward as she's lying about this. Give me a give me a deception check. How far is he from us? Ten feet, approximately. Oh, awesome. Twenty-two. I don't think he would have sent you to do something like that. So Temid steps forward and he notices a bit of like a, you know, like personality trait that might be similar, you know, kind of a little bit brash and outlandish. Okay. You know, he tries to make a connection. He's like, don't listen to my friend here. We were sent to make sure everything went smoothly, but we want to make sure, we want to check around the area before you actually push the plunger. Do you mind stepping away for a second? And then, I don't know, I guess he's going to try to go for it, too? Sure. Go ahead. 30. Total. 30. He looks at you and goes... That sounds more like it. Let, uh, go ahead. I'll wait here. Okay. <laughs> a little bit surprised that that worked, uh, especially when he's not entirely drunk. He usually tells his best lies when he's drunk. <laughs> he he just kind of looks back at, I think he was standing next to Twin Talon, and he just kind of, like, gives him the eyes, like, what do we do now? <laughs> I got him to stop. So... Twin Talon will move over to the plunger. And I'm assuming it's got... If it's like a a real-life plunger, like a detonator, it basically has two wires. And when you depress the plunger, you're completing a circuit and and you uh, it detonates. So there should be two wires attached to it. Yes. So Twin Talon is going to try to just remove one or both of them. Okay, are you doing it in front of him, or are you doing it, trying to do it stealthily? So, Twin Talon will do it under the auspice of checking the connections. Okay. Uh, so, I guess, stealthily, or stealthily? Whatever they correct. Whatever the proper Quiet. verbiage is. 28. Nice. Very nice. This is how you do it. 
yes, you are able to pull the wires out stealthily and quietly. Okay. Uh, uh, all right. Seems like everything's in working order here. And, uh... Uh, did, you did search the cave for valuable artifacts, right? I believe my brother did that, but you are more than welcome to take another look. Really? He told us that you did that? Hmm. There seems to be some confusion, but we'll take care of it. Excellent. Do be careful. Those black powder kegs can go off with the smallest jostling. <laughs> <laughs> Ha 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 ha. How do I? I was gonna ask. How do I roll to check if he's lying again? Perception. It would be perception. It's a perception. How's a twenty-seven? Uh, looks good. So Temi tries to um, improve Erhard's Erhard's opinion of their of them. Now that we're out of any time, so he chats with him for like a minute or so. Okay. And he says, "Might I say, are you the younger brother of Gerhard?" Oh, that is so sweet of you to ask. But uh, we are twins, of course. Really? I, I can't imagine it. You're so much more handsome than he is. Oh, I am well aware. He he insists on growing that disgusting mustache of his. Well, if he looks anything like you, I wouldn't hide my face with such an ugly mustache. Oh. Am I right? <laughs> uh, now I guess I'm going to do another deception, but that this is to change his uh, opinion of me through Charming Liar, which I don't really use as much as I feel like I should, as much as I talk about. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why. Because <laughs> I got a 16 total. Do I get a bonus for hitting all the right points? Um, sure. I'll give you a plus two, and it's still not enough. Plus 20, you said, right? I think you said 20? No, no, no. So, so close. Do you have a hero point? Yeah. Yeah, you roll that. <laughs> I will use my hero point to try to roll it again. Because okay. this is not, not super useful. <laughs> 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 Well, the good news is you get to take the second roll no matter what. Oh. That's not good news in this Lower the numbers. Um, yeah, who, who's so, the good news for? Uh, for me, it's great, actually. Oh. Because <laughs> did I actually so, critically fail? No, no, I didn't. Yeah. 13 total. Oh, Jesus. 13? Well, if his target was 23 or higher, then you did. You did. And if oh, yeah, it was that's right. 20... I'm taking 33. And if it was 23 to 25, that means you went from a regular failure to a critical fact. <laughs> Hero points are the best. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Well, you're... you're you think he, he's kind of cozying up to you, you know? He's excited to talk to you. You seem so charming. I don't... I don't get it. How's he cozying up to me? Well, he's, I didn't... he starts to, starts to chat you up some more. <laughs> so, well, pants. Well, Temid... <laughs> Temid starts to take off his pants. While Temid is doing that, what would the rest of you like to do? Twin. So, I'm sorry. Could you just give us a little better overview of, like, where we are compared to this cave and what's around? Sure. An overgrown ridgeline rises up from the jungle, presenting a craggy face to the south. Perched atop the 40-foot-tall cliff is a mostly overgrown stone temple. A tree of stone balconies extend from the temple's southern facade over the cliff's edge while several triangular openings in the stone walls that may once 
have held windows are now filled in with packed clay. The building's walls are adorned with badly damaged carvings that may have once been androgynous butterfly-winged figures swimming in the sea and flying through the sky. Is that better? Okay, so the... Are we down below the cliffs or on the same you're, level? You're level with it. Uh, so Twin Talon is going to want to kind of follow the wires in to see where the black powder is. Okay. And possibly disable it from that side as well. Uh, and just get a good look around to see what it is they're trying to blow up and hide. Yeah, Twin Talon, you're free to move about the map as you see fit. Pond Watcher, what are you doing while Temid is chatting up this lovely gentleman and Twin Talon is exploring the ruins? I think uh, I think Pond Watcher is just going to stand behind Temid and just stare at this guy. Like... <laughs> he really didn't like the previous guy, so he's just kind of like waiting for this guy to do something terrible, but he hasn't done anything bad yet. Yet. <laughs> Checks out. Yep, exactly. Uh, Brianna, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Brianna doesn't feel like um, having her best friend go by herself into a cave is the best idea, so she will raise her shield and follow suit. Like, I, I'm. One one minute with uh, where did he go? Okay, with with Alan. Wait, <laughs> trying to help. <laughs> All right, and Soraya, what are you doing? Uh, she's gonna go explore as well, but Jasper is going to land on, uh, I assume the like tinderbox that the uh, plunger is attached to, and basically if Erard tries to turn back to it, he's just gonna like pick at him and keep him away. Okay, Jasper's too heavy. Pushes the plunger, you're all dead. No. I said, no, I didn't say he sat on the plunger. <laughs> I said he sat on the box. Okay. Thank you. I thought that through. <laughs> Luckily, I disconnected well, yes. it. That too. Also, it's a disarmed plunger. <laughs> For those of you who are exploring the ruins, go ahead and you all, you find the three kegs of Here? black powder. No, not beer. Again, not beer. I'm sorry. And you are... So they are technically... Technically, they are hazard. There is no skill required to disable them. You can carefully move it away. However, they are heavy. Sure. If that'll do the trick, then that seems like the easiest way. (laughs) I mean, that's gonna... Do we know it? Uh, give me an alchemy check. Oh. Recall knowledge alchemy. <laughs> I wonder, do I know enough about it? Well, your blood magic is not going to ready you for an alchemy test. Right? Would that be would that be crafting? Because alchemy is yes. really Oh. 30. So you know that if you dig down and get most of the powder wet, it will definitely make it safer to move and and a little more inert but you also see that there are wires coming out of the out of the barrels and you're pretty sure if you just snip those or pull those carefully out that they can they they will be disarmed okay so i can do that and uh <laughs> regards to your comments and i'm just gonna say i know how to treat my physical components and what will make them uh no longer usable brianna while you're exploring the ruins Give me a society check. Oh, I don't know if I know enough about people, but I'll try my best. 
Whoosh! How is a eleven? There's pretty scr- uh, etchings on the wall. Ooh, look at these pretty etchings. I wonder what they mean. I also have a society skill point. Oh, where did you come from? Uh, what? You ran off into the dark. I am trained in a I don't know what the, the trigger is here. Twin Talon's just trying to disarm the, the kegs. Yeah, so I figured Soraya and Twin Talon are disarming the kegs. Brianna, you're following along along guarding them, and that's why you were able to notice the etchings. Temid, while you're outside, uh, Silver is beso- behind you also talking and, and babbling along with you. <laughs> Jambalaya, gumbo. Not now, Silver. We're not... It's not time to eat. So Gerhard looks at you guys and goes, My brother was supposed to be back here by now. Have you... He said he sent you. Where is he? Hmm? Talking to me? Yes. Now, um... Yeah, so... This, oh, he sent us because he was, uh... Tied up with some... With the situation. And he laughs at himself at the pun. It has to do with his, um... His looks. He's trying to go for a new style, really. Interesting. You know, I never thought he would get rid of those, of that terrible, terrible mustache. Wait, is, uh, what's a mustache? That terrible handlebar thing he has. Oh, a mustache. Oh. Yeah, it's a mustache. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, it seemed like maybe he didn't know how to control the horses he had. You know, pulling that uh, thing, that dragon thing. That's very strange. He whipped those horses every day for two hours a day to make sure they would listen. I say, uh, you seem like you know how to handle a horse much better than your brother. He's just just trying to drive away. Butter up. (laughs) Temid, what is your perception plus 10? Or sorry, yes, perception plus 10. 24. 24. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Uh, so you hit the DC. He's looking you over. And he's like, I think you're lying to me. What did my brother actually do? Um, Drive a further I'm wedge. Not sure. yeah. He's really not lying, actually. I, I'm not sure what you mean. He specifically stated that he was not, um, that he was going to try to get a better look than you. And um, if, as far as you and I are concerned, that mustache was ugly. Maybe he was going to, you know shave it, but he did say that he felt like he was going to be more handsome than you by the end of this uh, styling session that he was going to have. As if that could ever happen. I will head down to the boat to meet him, see how he's doing. Alright, uh, maybe how you might want to give him... Boat? Yeah, how... That's, uh, it's the one hex back that you guys were at previously. So like a day? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I think that's a, that's a good idea. Maybe catch him before he's done with his stylist. Yes, that seems right. What a buffoon to think that he could be better looking than you. I know, right? <laughs> so, if I remember correctly, shaved off his mustache, stripped him down to his boots, tied him up and threw him in the boat and then pushed the boat out in the river? Is that yep. what we did? Okay. But it's going to take that's a day right. for him to understand that that happened. The boat has now floated. Right, but that's going to be a day later. And we're gonna we're gonna get a chance to yeah like at least explore the cave hopefully, right? I, th- I think what Matt's saying is like the by the time the brother gets there, the boat won't be there. there right. There's no evidence around oh. to suggest that oh. any kerfuffle happened. Yeah, excellent. It's like yeah. he just looks like he just took off. 
Right. No, there is a very elbow-dropped dragon pillar that looks like the Macho Man Randy Savage, a.k.a. Pond Watcher. I'm pretty sure he was ambushed. I'm pretty sure we tossed it in the river. Destroyed. Uh, he ambushed it, and then, yes, he dropped some elbows on it. And then he put it in the river. Did we uh, think that's river right. Too? Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. You guys did. You did. I'm sorry. Okay. No evidence. So... If he's if he's gonna go, I want I want a parting word first. Okay. Here we go! Yay! Tevin puts his hand on his rapier. Uh, I'm just gonna say. Uh, so um, I hope you find your uh, your, your older brother, the one in charge, and uh, you let him know that uh, you did a really great job here with the box thing, and I'm sure they'll be quite proud of you. And uh, you can ride the boat together wherever it is you come from. Be real good. Okay. Good job, buddy. But- Thank you. And with that, he wanders away. You look like a tall dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's going to turn back. <laughs> he, it does seem really stupid. I mean, like he had like one job, which is blowing up this temple, and he just wandered off into the jungle <laughs> because his brother was five minutes late. So I hope he, he gets eaten by whatever's he stood, out there. He stood like right next to it as well. <laughs> He was going to blow it up like five feet away from his own face. <laughs> I was wondering about that too. Like how powerful are these barrels? Because in my mind, it would just blow the shrapnel right in, his, right in his face. Yeah. Funny you ask that. Since you managed to keep all three barrels intact, if you want, you can carry them. Each keg is heavy and awkward and is too bull. However... A black powder keg explodes if it takes any fire damage, inflicting 5d6 fire damage on all creatures in a 20-foot emanation. Go on. Can I make smaller black powder sachets? Sachet? Shante. Great minds, Matt. (laughs) Yes, but you're going to have to spend, like, downtime doing that. You're actually going to have to physically craft the 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 bomb. Can she mentally craft a bomb? It's too bad we don't have a wagon or something. Not a boat. Strong friend. Well, yeah, but I don't want you to have to carry around three. Like carrying our one keg would be bad enough. But isn't wasn't there like a fortress or something that the elephant people said that the uh, cinder claws were in? Yeah. I just feel like having three black powder kegs to put up against the wall of a fortress and blow the shit out of it would be advantageous. But I don't want, like, you guys carrying, like, I'm certainly not carrying around. I'm not strong enough to do that, but I don't want you and Pond Roger carrying them around. That's dangerous. It would be really funny, though. <laughs> Until someone takes a single point of fire damage. Yeah. <laughs> fire arrow comes out and just blows up Pond Watcher. Yeah. Boom! The chain reaction blows up everyone else in the party. <laughs> um, you did get a bag of holding type one. Oh, yeah. What, what can we put in that? The, the bag's extra-dimensional space can hold up to 25 bulk. Oh, by the way, I have this bag. We should put all the counter kegs in it. <laughs> just, okay. I mean, we could literally just... Whoop. <laughs> <laughs> Roll them in. Yeah. Something we're going to have for like 25 episodes and then remember that we have this explosive terrible. <laughs> but we'll be Blow fighting like, like a fire a... demon at the time. <laughs> like, oh, shit. Blow work. up like a spaceship or something. <laughs> yeah. With that, you now have explored this hex, and you can now spend more time exploring the ruins now that the uh, danger has been put to bed. So you are now able to explore the ruins, explore the area, move about the space. I want you to explore your surroundings. Oh, acting 101. Um, <laughs> we theater nerds kind of cringe there a little the bit. the lines in space. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Say, um, I know there's, speaking of runes, uh, I've noticed these, these etchings here on, on the wall. Does anybody know what they, they are, what they could be? Yep, definitely, yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, what, what, what do you think it is, Pan Watcher? Is anybody an expert in society? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Clearly, Pond Watcher. <laughs> I'm trained. Okay. I'm trained. Yeah. So, how I'm... about trained in elven lore? Ooh. If. Oh, I got okay. a twenty-nine in society. All right. Okay. I'm just kidding. Probably so, by look after, so you're going to spend about ten minutes studying those etchings. What is Brianna going to do in the during those ten minutes? was the one to point them out i'd be curious to hear about it well i can tell you you know like oh soraya you rolled a 29 investigating those brianna is looking and listening to finding out what's going on twin talon what are you doing um i mean we disarmed the things uh, twin talon has put the three kegs into the bag of holding beyond that i guess he's trying to figure out what was so egregious here that gearheart wanted to wipe it out okay uh, sil- uh, silver pond watcher what are you doing uh, if I can't identify whatever that stuff is with elven lore I'm gonna just keep watch outside okay and temid what are you doing um I don't really have much I can do you could start setting up camp I could start setting up camp I'm gonna roll survival and start setting up camp all right well I rolled a one natural one I do have one more hero point. You do have one more hero point, and you literally cannot work. You cannot roll worse. That's true. Yeah, this is definitely... Um, you could roll the same. I, I really think it's beneficial to have a good night's sleep. So, all right. A total of 26 oh, with nice. a roll of 14 on the die. And we got plus four from the supplies, right? So you're at 30. So, Soraya, after looking at those carvings you notice that the style evokes one of the bonwat people who today dwell far to the west along the mwangi coastline you also notice that the temple seems to be devoted to the deities of desna and gozera but that it combines their depictions into a singular entity so that's why you saw <laughs> butterfly-winged people in the in the ocean and in the sky, because Gozra is the god of the wind and the seas, or wind and the waves. Thank you. And Desna is a butterfly. So, yeah. so she's kind of looking at it then, like, well, I don't know what Gerhard ever wrote about these people, but then assuming that, oh, you know, he thinks we're so much more advanced and whatnot because of our beliefs and everything, but to see the fact that not only do they believe in similar gods, but they have a different way of representing or worshipping them, well, that might explain why he wants to destroy it. I don't agree, but... Uh, I'm curious if it is something... What gives him the right? Sorry, you were saying to it, Daron. I was just curious what... Because it seemed like whatever was here would contradict something that he wrote or, or his his belief about something which if it came out would look poorly upon him so is it the fact that these people were once here and now they're on the west coast did he tell did he say that they came from somewhere else i don't know enough about his bullshit to to know what what matters to him well if it's based on real life commentary that if (laughs) that if this is based on you know what colonizers do in countries like this it's because they were too savage to have a belief system like this and uh he doesn't like that 
savage quotes again don't agree you can tell by looking at the journal and from the age of this temple combined with the inland location, it suggests that the Bon Wat were more widespread long ago. Bo- uh, to Gerhard, both of these revelations threatened some of his own ill-informed theories about the Bon Wat history. That is probably why he wanted to get rid of it. Right. Twin Talon, while you're wandering around exploring, you notice that there is a ruined statue and you kind of look and you feel a breeze coming from under it unnatural breeze like i'm gonna explore it or twin talon will explore it thinking maybe there's a secret passage yeah so as you kind of like carefully move the statue to the side it's not a a full-on passage but it is definitely a room and you see that there are three well-preserved scrolls and a metal loop, you would call a ring. Uh, okay, I mean, I call metal loops rings, but when you say ring, do you mean like like on someone's hand or like a yes, like size? Like no, no, like a a, a finger sized ring. Uh, okay, so Twin Talon will poke his head up, and he'll look around, and whoever the closest person is, who's a magicy person, uh, so I guess Temet or Soraya. Um, probably. Te- um, probably well, Brianna, you can do. Oh, wait a minute. Brianna, you can do... You have Arcana now, too, right? What? I do? I thought... Maybe I'm thinking of someone else. Maybe Pondwatcher? I don't remember. I remember somebody who didn't pre... I can see the very magics that underpin the world! I think that might be what you're thinking about. I, I know more about dragons now that I've uh, become friends with with Pondwatcher, but then... But I'm currently looking at the bush! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well if somebody would come over and look at this stuff It looks like there might be magic, there's scrolls I mean it might just be documents But if somebody could you know, Detect if there's magic in here before I start Poking around at it I, I think that would probably be a good idea I can make an arcana roll Yeah Because uh, I think cause this is you, right? Um, yeah. I don't know that we're, where we are on the map I'm just about Yeah. Oh yeah, fair point Eighteen yeah. okay, Eighteen Yes, these are magic scrolls. <laughs> is the uh, ring magical? And, and the ring is also magic. I can't quite tell what they are, apparently. But So as you, as Temet has set up camp for you guys for the evening, you guys kind of gather around and you pour over the scrolls that you found. I'm going to share with you the scrolls you found. Ooh, Ooh. Very pretty looking. Right? Ooh. Oh, I like that one. So, <laughs> so go ahead and talk about what you found. <laughs> Dinosaur form, the one that you said, oh, I like that one. Yeah, yeah. So the three we found were remove disease, which is useful, but not exciting. Freedom of movement, again, useful, not exciting. And dinosaur form, which <laughs> I don't know how useful it is, but it <laughs> seems pretty cool. <laughs> Please, someone, please cast that on one of us. Can I be a Tyrannosaurus? I think Pondwatcher my is vote a Tyrannosaurus. Is... Right, my vote is for Pondwatcher. My arms are so small that it makes me very nervous. <laughs> and you also found a ring of energy resistance fire. Didn't we all get one of those? I think we did. I think we did too, because right. I definitely well, have that on my sheet. You found somewhere. another one. Or was it 
I, I put it on Jasper. Minor or, or is it like a collar? <laughs> oh, wait. I don't seem to have one, actually. I have one. Yeah, we all, I, we I all got them. Oh, then I, I just didn't, didn't remember because I don't have it written down either. Uh, but yeah, if, if this is an extra, I definitely put it on Jasper. Boy, could we have used this in episode one? Yeah, right? <laughs> right. Or when we came through the... Uh, the Hunter's the gate. gate? Yeah. I think the... <laughs> The elves gave them to us. They gave us all a ring of fire resistance, yeah, I think and then another gift in our packs. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You all got. Well, in case you burn one out, you got another one. Do they burn? Out? No. Okay. Again. It was a bad joke. Soraya, do you want to hold those scrolls? Sure. I'll hold, I'll hold on to the scrolls just in case. Wait. I like how it gives us options for the dinosaurs. There's ankylosaurs, brontosaurus. Uh. Deinonychus, I don't know how to pronounce that one. Stegosaurus, Triceratops. Deinonychus is uh, yes, is a raptor. And there is Tyrannosaurus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's a primal spell, so I don't think that any of us can actually cast it. I have trick magic item because I don't actually have it. Because oh, is that not too, actually, actually a mage. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot I had that too. Alright, so Temid is going to cast a dinosaur form on on Pond Watcher, and then cha- turn him into a T Rex, and then challenge him to a push up contest. The only so, uh, dinosaur form is is primal, and primal is nature, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can. So for for trick magic item, I could use that and use the nature. I, I am trained in nature. I will hand that over because my nature is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so if no one else can use it, I'll take it on the off chance that it works. Might as well. You guys have this kind of ruined temple to camp in that will protect you from the elements, protect you from things coming from behind you. So you set up camp. Temid does a really nice job. He manages to to make a very comfortable sleeping situation. Well done, Temid. What What is the watch order? There are six of you, so each person has to do a one hour and 36 minute watch. <laughs> cool. I love, the, I love the math they've done for it. It's so precise. Does anybody have oh. rest all all the time? I'm happy to take first watch. I'm happy to take one later in the evening, considering I can see in the dark. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll take a uh, second watch. I'll, yeah, also night vision times. So I'll uh, I'll take uh, first light, or the last watch. Okay. And Silver will take fifth. You all bed down for the night. Brianna. Oh, no. Please get, give me a perception check. Not this again! <laughs> you did so well last time. Um, uh-huh. Before we get into anything that was like combat, can I, like, while we were like bedding down and having dinner, can I have at least taken one of the kegs and broken it apart into a couple yeah. fire, mini fireball things? Sure. I'll say you have two. Fire bombs, if those are okay. things. Cool. While she's doing that, uh, Temid's going to be juggling candles, lit candles, <laughs> right next to her. holding it over. <laughs> seems Whoa. seems only right. Oh, oh, oh. I was actually going to ask if we, if I like, could I do like since it does five d six? Could I take like five of them and they do one d six each? Or yeah, that's yeah, that sounds good. Cool. Great. Is it persistent? No. It goes <laughs> boom. Check okay, it out. fine. 
It also has the loud... I don't know if there is a loud tag, but I'm going to make one up. If if there's any creatures nearby and you're trying to stealth, you're no longer stealth with it. That's, that, that is fair. I will accept that. Uh, and <laughs> I will say... Um, it will give them deafened for... It, everyone in a 10-foot burst will be deafened for one round on it. Sweet. No, no, no. Everyone. Including your allies. <laughs> okay, what's the range on it? 10 feet. So yeah, I throw them. I throw far. <laughs> I'm a bomber. This is what I do. Everyone falls asleep fairly quickly. Dealing with Gerhard and Erhard was exhausting because they were just so tedious. And I'm sorry, what? Tedious. Okay. It was a moment of personal growth not to cause shit with the second guy, though. So <laughs> it it really well. He also didn't didn't like insult you like his brother did. Exactly. But I'm just glad that uh, honestly that Twin Talon wasn't nearby to hear him talk about like maiming the horses. Because then he would have gotten stabby stabbed in the liver. Here we go. I'm going to put everyone in the camp area to sleep, except for Brianna. 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 Jeez. <laughs> 48 episodes. <laughs> hey, at least he's not calling us by each other's names. Bri- Brianna. Yes. Well, yeah, small victories. Small victories yet. Brenda. <laughs> Brianna doesn't see anything. Okay. All right. So next watch was Twin Talon. Twin Talon. Give me another, or give me a perception check. 25. You hear some rustling coming from in front of you, but you don't see anything. Uh, I think we're in a jungle. Twin Talon will try to uh, stealthily move forward and see if he can figure out what the hell it is. If it's something to be worried about or if it's just like an animal. Uh, give me a survival check. 22. You see some tracks, some rabbits, some snakes. Um, nothing that would really cause any major alarm. Okay. Well, if I don't see what the wrestling was and I don't know what made it, then I'm going to go back to the camp. All right. So next up is Soraya. And I will, I will tell Soraya, um, uh, there was some rustling over in that direction. I, I think it was just animals, but you might want to just keep on guard. I'll, I'll keep an eye out. All right. Pretty uneventful watch for you. You don't hear any rustling. You see some bats flying by in the sky, and that's about it. Pond Watcher is next. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Go ahead and give me a perception check. 16 also. Yep. Uneventful. Just some, some, you see a bunny hop in front of you? Bats fly by. Bats? It's the jungle. Yeah, bats. Okay. Silver, let's see. I don't like this. <laughs> Why? But What's wrong with that? That's nothing. <laughs> you're, you're, you're asleep. Silver the bard, silver the bard, silver the bard. <laughs> 32. Oh boy. He sees everything. With a natural 20. Oh, that was like a natural natural 20, yeah. Silver sees from out of the darkness three figures closing in on him. Do they have cardamom and myrrh? 
<laughs> Unfortunately, they do not. Uh, and you hear, uh, well, no one hears. Uh, Silver says, "Wow, well, uh, why, well, good, ev- good evening. What, what, are, what are y'all doing here? And they all smile wickedly with long incisors, canines, canines, with long canines. Oh, no, you're kidding. (laughs) No. I'm actually a little scared. And uh, you know what? Wait, 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 wait. Let's see what happens. Why why are you like next week? Why why are you like that? No. I'm okay with this one. (laughs) I'm okay with this one. I'm fine. So did, did Silver just get kidnapped by vampires? I don't want to see these guys. Is it too late to cast the dinosaur scroll? Can I do that? <laughs> On Silver? What is this group of people attacking Silver? Are they even human? Why are they doing it? What will happen with everyone asleep? Can Silver defend himself? These are but a few of the questions that will be answered on the next episode of The Correct Die Podcast. <laughs>